down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, breathe. That wasn't for me, man. That was for my, for my bro, man. That's for Nipsey, man. 20 plus 20 plus 20. They know what that means, man. That's for my bro. Uh, rest in peace, Nipsey, man. I'm just thankful to be able to go out and compete at a high level, man. Thankful to have these teammates. All right, everyone. Welcome to an edition of the Wall Street Journal podcast. I got the LeBron fan, the LeBron whisperer with me today, Rohit. Um, it's a good time to like talk about this t- uh, LeBron season. We got the playoffs coming up. They haven't started yet. so And the games right now, everyone's just fighting for seeding at this point. Like, the teams are set. Um, so let me ask you, Rohit. I guess you come in from the opposite of me. Like, I'm the Lakers fan who kind of adopted LeBron. And you're the LeBron fan who adopted the Lakers. Um, what are your thoughts on this first season? It's like, it was a very up and down season. Up at the big, up, we had like our highest point. Like, yeah, obviously Christmas Day and the Warriors. And then pretty much all downhill from there. Um, I think the, yeah, there's a lot of takeaways from this season. I think it gives me a lot of like, um, I mean, it, it was obviously didn't go the way anyone wanted it to. And it was kind of, it definitely was a disappointment. I mean, I think not make like, I think people were like first round, second round playoffs. Like we're talking about the, even the, the Palinka was talking about all that. It's like, we, nobody wants to face us in the playoffs, but we didn't even get there. And I mean, I think the biggest thing I take away from the season is like having seen LeBron's run for eight years to the finals is like kind of the margin for error in any given season is very small. And it's like give it, any turning point can kind of swing your season in the right or wrong direction. And I think most of the time with LeBron's team, they're always in the right side of history and like things go the right way. Those like the, the, the major games, the like those close games and the playoffs or even different points in the season, they go LeBron's way. And this is like the first like reality check that it's like you can't take that for granted and like at any given point injuries or like lack of chemistry and a few things can swing a season that may have had promise in the wrong direction yeah you know you know what was interesting that that I was thinking about um this is a guy who's been so healthy his whole career and you were just talking about how things can just quickly turn on these random events that happen and here we are it was yeah the high point was Christmas day we were up and that just that tiny slip on the floor he tears his groin misses 18 games and that there there's that's pretty much the season I feel if LeBron stays healthy I think we would have been a playoff team but it's just incredible to think that how many of those times he must have like slipped on the floor or like turned an ankle and the guy just always was healthy and just never missed a game especially in the playoffs he never missed a game um and it's just crazy how the whole season turned on that slip on the floor exactly I think that was that was definitely the turning point but I think um yeah, I think there was there are multiple points where we could have could have got it together, but I think it was yeah, now going into the like the more bigger that that was definitely the turning point in the season in terms of like yeah, we were fourth in the west uh, around that time and then we kind of uh we could have gone up, but we kind of went down from there. Um I think there's a lot of pieces and then yeah, the next next thing is going to take a step backwards and look at kind of the construction of like how the overall season went, the construction of the roster and whether it was built to succeed and kind of the overall vision of the Lakers. I think at times you saw like what like at times you, got, you when they played well, you got to see what what they were trying to construct like a, a team that moves fast and plays plays fast, runs up and down the court, doesn't shoot as many threes, but um, you could see that at times with Rondo, like especially pushing the pace. And when when completely healthy, you could see flashes of what Magic was trying to build. But um, yeah, there was just uh, just a, we we've been discussing this all year. Just a lot of bad luck, but also just like I think there were. But I have to kind of look back and say there were certain things where like yeah, the Lakers didn't quite bring it all together as, as, as a front office and I think that's like yeah there's going to be a lot of magic is definitely on the hot seat and there's a lot of pressure this offseason that's like an understatement 
Oh yeah, no, for sure. I, I I think we can all agree the roster construction was it was definitely flawed, and we all kind of had this feeling that the roster construction was flawed. But the the injury bug definitely killed us this season, and I just would have liked to see what we would have been as a healthy team. Just because the day LeBron went down on Christmas Day, we find out the next day Rondo broke his hand and he's out. So LeBron and Rondo like are two veteran leaders on the court out at the same time, and then so the young kids like they just didn't know how to win close games anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we lost some games when they both were out. And just we, you remember that big win that we had in in OKC on the road? Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, well, that game was awesome. I called that you was after. that was like a, that was a high point. And then the next game, Lonzo Ball goes down, and it's just like, come on, like exactly. that's how it's gone all it, season. It's just like they could never quite like. <laughs> They could they could never string together some momentum. They'd be like a, a big winner too. And it's like, oh, is this the turning point? Is this the time we're going to bring it together? But right. every time yeah. there's always like, we'd go one step forward and like three steps back. And that was just like, it was just really frustrating on that end. And like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard, there's a lot of ifs exactly. If the, if the team stayed healthy, we don't, yeah, I have no idea. They, they could have, it's very well possible they would have made the playoffs, but not to make like, yeah, the excuses per se. I think Lonzo was definitely, a, like no one's been talking about, people have been, we'll move to the next topic I guess on this note, but people have been quick to blame LeBron and Magic. And I think they all, there are pieces of, I think there's some pieces of truth in all of that. But I think this thing that people don't talk about as much is kind of Lonzo Ball going down and how, kind of his impact on the defensive end. Because I didn't realize that until after he went down and how atrocious the, de- like his impact on defense was actually pretty significant. I, like I didn't appreciate that until after he went down. Yeah, yeah really I think people just assume every, anytime you think about Lonzo Ball, it's like, oh, he's a terrible shooter. And then that, mm-hmm. that's all people mostly usually think about. But I mean, yeah, his defense was incredible. He was our defensive leader. And as soon as he went down, the, the, the defense crashed and then that was it. And I was just thinking the worst part, I mean, even like, say, let's take Ingram. Um, he was putting together his best stretch after the All-Star break, like a five-game stretch. He was averaging like 28 points. And he was looking like that second goat scorer that LeBron needed. And then mm-hmm. he gets, I mean, poor, I hope he's okay, but he gets a blood clot in his arm. Yeah. And then he has to be out for the season. It's just a terrible run of luck. Um, but I, I had this thought. I wanted to see what your opinion was on it. If I, I mean, if there was a silver lining to this season, I would say that for the first time in eight years, LeBron actually has an offseason <laughs> now. Exactly. Um, exactly. That's what my, April, I mean. Yeah. For April 1st, to, he won't have to play a game till mid-October. So we're talking about six months mm-hmm. that he actually, and he finally gets some time off. He can, you know, get the, get the rest that he needs, get his, get his body right. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like he's also going to be filming Space Jam. But did you see that <laughs> thing today where they're going to be building a basketball court on the set of Space Jam 2 so he can oh, train? Wow. Oh, and I didn't see that. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't see that. I, I need to go read up on that. Um, yeah, no, apparently it, that's what uh, MJ did during like Space Jam like one shooting. He did the same thing. Like They built a court for MJ during mm-hmm. <laughs> the shooting of Space Jam. No, yeah, yeah, dude, I totally know. I, I agree. I think it's like, I mean, I, I'm self, I mean, as, as a basketball fan and a LeBron fan, I mean, I want to see, him, I mean, I mean, it's a blessing to see him in the playoffs every year. And like, it's, like I said, I didn't expect like a finals. I had no expectation of like going super deep run or anything. It's just like, play, playoff LeBron is just like, it's, it's basketball at its finest. And I mean, we've been blessed watching that for eight years now, all the way, all the way to June every year we get to watch it. And I think it's like, as that, from that standpoint, I was like, I was sad, but I think in from, and like I was telling my dad and stuff too, and he's like, no, but like he said the exact same thing you did. I mean, like poor guy has like literally been carrying teams for eight years, been the best player on his team from, and like, yeah, last year didn't miss a single game, literally from October until June every year he's played for like almost a decade. And I mean, it's an unprecedented run. And I mean, like, yeah, it's, I think, take it for granted at times and I'm like yeah he yeah now now I'm, I've come to terms with it but yeah the, the rest is well deserved well well deserved for sure 
yeah, I mean, this guy's been the absolute uh, most durable player. Um, so I'm hoping that the offseason does him well. And hey, for, you know, for our sake, hopefully he's using this time to start with his recruiting. <laughs> exactly. So on that note, I was going to ask you. So I mean, like, so from your standpoint, I mean, um, as, a, like, as a Lakers fan and like uh, kind of seeing this team, what are your thoughts in terms of like how much of this roster do you keep and run it back, seeing the potential that was there in stretches versus how, or do you completely rehaul the roster and like start from scratch? What are your thoughts? Yeah, on that? I, I think we all, we're almost gonna have to rehaul just by default because um, we have like half the team is on one year contracts, so the guys like KCP, Javale, Rondo, Stevenson, Beasley, they they mean oh sorry we tried to trade Beasley but he was on a one year contract so all these guys on one year contracts they're all gone. Um, and I, I don't know if we need to, we should bring any, even any of them back, even even Tyson Chandler, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like they all had stretches, but they were overall this is they didn't seem to be a good fit with uh, LeBron. Mm-hmm. And I think what you do is like basically what Cleveland and Miami did, like bring in veterans and uh, bring in shooters, right? It seems like that's what LeBron likes, that's what he trusts, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what he likes to go to battle with. And then with the young guys. You know, it's it's a delicate situation because they all already know that they're all expendable based on that the trade deadline. What happened this past summer? Um, so I either I, I feel like we should by default have to call the Pelicans and see if they'd be interested, um, just to see. I don't know if they'll engage us just because I, there's so much hostility there towards the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, then you're just gonna have to, to see if there's maybe another star that they can get, but not the level of Anthony Davis, like a Bradley Beal or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think, uh, I mean, certain. I think there's certain pieces of this roster I would wouldn't mind keeping. Like, I don't think if Rondo, like people like Rondo, like I, I think there was like Rondo did great with the be- bench unit and kind of was like a very good like secondary ball handler for the bench unit. So I think I wouldn't mind keeping Rondo and a few pieces. I mean, uh, yeah, I agree. The rest of the, the rest of the I think the only one I really like, yeah, Rondo. I can't really think of anyone else that is like, yeah, I absolutely want to. See that. I wouldn't <laughs> mind keeping him. Yeah. Stevenson. I mean, yeah, was okay with the bench. He had a little. He had his little step back at the end, stepped on his foot, but still, it was pretty dope. Dope play. Uh, he had his highlight at the end of the year. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I think. Yeah, going into that, yeah, the second turning point of the season where we could have got it together but didn't was just, man, dude, the that Pelicans trade. Not only was it how like. I can't, like, there's a lot of, like, speculation of how it went down, whether it was, like, um, the bad faith versus, like, um, whether, um, kind of whether, like, there was ever a shot for the Lakers to get him versus how Magic handled it, and it was just, it was just a, that was a gigantic, colossal mess. I think if that was handled a lot better, we may have even, like, the morale might have been better, and we may have been, that may have been even a point where we might have been able to get it together, but you could tell, like, that the team was, the morale and the team and the energy was never the same after that whole that whole debacle and I mean yeah I'm like very weary of the whole um I kind of wish like I wish the Anthony Davis thing was way we that happened at the end of the season and I wish we got to see that see see how this team did without all of that and waited till the off season to deal with all that but um that's okay I think uh yeah I, I think it was just one of those complete misplays between uh Rich Paul and LeBron because they thought you know that they could kind of force the Pelicans to just execute this trade and mm-hmm. they knew that was the time to do it because Boston couldn't get involved Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think no one no one estimated the, the amount of hostility the Pelicans would have towards the Lakers, and and that's been it, like a recurrent trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, I think so. No, I that's think, what I, that's what I'm really um, worried about this off season. Is just like yeah, like I mean, <laughs> our like uh, there's there's rumors. I mean, Magic Johnson, like yeah, like I said, I think his 
some of his things, like yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, not completely impressed with Magic in terms of how he's handled things, and he's yeah. kind of. He's kind I of mean, stuck, I think the thing out. that threw me over the t- that threw over the top was the Zubac trade. Like that was just, I I don't know how you can defend that, and the fact that we're the ones who called the Clippers and offered Zubac. Mm-hmm. When I found that out, I was like, you got to be kidding me! Like the guy was good, doing so well, mm-hmm. and we we needed a center. Like we realized, like Javale and Chandler weren't enough. We had the guy, and then we mm-hmm. traded him for Mike Muscala, who's been absolute trash. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So now we're, that we're on that topic, yeah, like I guess my brief bullet points of what went wrong this season. Yeah, obviously the injuries we discussed. Yeah, the front office mismanagement. I think that I don't think. The, yeah, we talked about the roster construction. Next thing is like, yeah, I think. Um, then now moving into yeah, that was definitely a, a botched, and I mean. I, I my shake is my my faith is pretty shaken with like I mean um, how we're gonna build anything this off season I think I I don't know if you Lebr- like yeah whether LeBron and Magic like so far we've struck out on every single like possible free agent so it's kind of kind of like yeah I I I'll believe it when it happens and I'm still I'm hopeful but I mean I'm like I'm kind of like let's see when it happens because I'm not I'm definitely not like optimistic that any we'll have to see which free agents we're able to pull because this was a failed season there's a lot of issues and a lot of questions swirling so like we didn't give a very good like this was our first season of Lakers let's build on this our first season we didn't show very much to make free agents want to come here so that's kind of it's kind of it's kind of yeah we're in a lot kind of in a tough spot right now so yeah but you know but you know someone mentioned this good point I wanted to bring it up with you too um the fact that you know we didn't do well this season but let's let's be honest like LeBron you don't come to the Lakers just because you want it they have a good team or I mean that could always help but like LeBron came to the Lakers last summer even though another star wasn't coming or uh, it's not because the Lakers had all these other great players he simply came because he wanted to play for this iconic franchise he wanted to live in LA and I think those will always still be the biggest sells of playing for the Lakers Um, Mm -hmm. obviously and the it, the chance that you get to play with LeBron, and you know what—that—that's a funny thing that as as he's, uh, you, you watch some of these other teams around the league, um, like let's just take Oklahoma City, right? Um, like the Thunder, and like they started off well, but if you look at the standings, like they're an eight seed right now, the Thunder, mm-hmm. and I don't know if like uh, Paul George, like he chose to stay in OKC over coming to the Lakers, and people said you know they the way he was playing, they lauded him for that decision, but. At the end of the day, like, you know, that's the thing LeBron always affords you. And Kevin Love said this amazing quote. He's like, I went through all those, like, tough times, you know, when, like, LeBron would call him out or, like, subtweet him and all that. Or, like, he would get the criticism as LeBron's teammate for not performing up to par. But he said at the end of the day, it was worth it because he went to the finals four straight times after being stuck in Minnesota. And for all these guys who love to take shots at LeBron now, it's like, if you play with him, like, if you give him a superstar, he's almost... He's going to take that superstar and maximize him. And, like, he's going to get you to the highest winning, like, that you haven't experienced before. And that's what I think Paul George is missing out on. Like, he's stuck as an eight seed now in the West. And they're probably going to lose to Golden State in the first round. And, you know, I just wonder if, like, that... I guess some people like that more than just... <laughs> rather than playing with LeBron. But that's their own choice. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. Now, I guess now we can go at, like, all the LeBron criticism and kind of the shots taken at him. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. It's like... Yeah. They, it's, it seems like they've literally... All these guys have been waiting for LeBron to just fail a little bit so that they can take I'm, shots at yeah, him. So they I've, been I've able been, to do it for eight years. <laughs> exactly. I've, I've been used to this. I mean, like, I think... I've, I haven't forgotten. I mean, I... I since I've I've been there since like yeah like the like before I like way before eight straight finals and all that and it's like 
Yeah, I mean, everyone is like everyone always crucifies LeBron when he doesn't do well, and it's like, yeah, it's either it's either like you're the goat, and like it's 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 either feast or famine with him. There's never there's never like a middle ground with LeBron. It's either like ridiculous praise and like yeah, not giving enough credit to the teammates and the, everything else, or it's just like yeah, everything is his fault, and it's like never anything in between. Yeah, there's been a lot of people waiting for a long time to kind of uh, kind of come out at LeBron, and I mean, I don't I mean I don't necessarily blame them. I mean I mean I take it like just like. Being a front runner myself, it's like it's a kind of a sign of. Uh, it's like I, I take it as like a sign of like. I mean, if you're successful enough, everyone's coming for the throne. I think like yeah, all these people calling him out and like everyone, everyone, everyone's been like waiting for LeBron to uh, kind of falter because I mean, eight straight years has run the East. And I think people are like people have been waiting and they have. I mean, rightfully so to kind of get get, get their moment and take their crack at him. And I mean, it, it's like I mean, it's they they haven't had been able to do it for eight years. So that's why I take solace in that. I'm like I. I expected that and I, I've been I mean obviously I like to not I've been not follow since as I saw how the season went and like kind of stuff like that I've been kind of tuning out some of the stuff the noise a little bit more but I've kind of heard rumblings of what's been going on in terms of my honest opinion about like I think LeBron this year definitely was like last year dude he played at a level that I ne- like that I didn't expect him to play at I mean 82 games and like he just like was playing out of his mind last year and I think the his besides the beating the 73 and 9 Warriors that the Cleveland championship I think last season was the second most Im- impressive accomplishment dragging that sorry Cleveland team to the finals <laughs> so that was you saw him at his like best last year he wasn't at that and I think that's a very high bar for any athlete to meet and I think that was one of his best years um, this year he was fine. I mean, he was he was like pretty solid LeBron, but like not like he he had flashes. But I think yeah, he wasn't quite the same after the injury. And I think it's like yeah, he wasn't he was still serviceable and still LeBron, but it wasn't like yeah, he's not going to carry this franchise at the level he's carried other franchises, which is what the team oh, needed yeah. this year. But yeah, it's just fine. I, never, I mean, yeah, I understand his defense has come down, but it's so funny how much criticism guy gets who's averaging twenty eight, eight and eight. Like, exactly. <laughs> it just, it just, it's incredible. Like, that's the type of high standard he set. That twenty eight, eight and eight is not enough. Like, it's yeah. like he has to do more. Um, cre- I, mean, but I, cre- I mean, that's what the team is. Yeah, and to credit the rest of the league, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, the talent of the league is unbelievable right now. I mean, I think a lot of guys are playing at a very high level. Paul George had a stretch, which I was, obviously, I think both of us probably were very salty about. I mean, I'm glad they've kind of returned <laughs> to earth. But I mean, Paul George has done this before, though. In Indiana, he had like a couple of years where like he looked really good and then he would fizzle out. And all those guys do that. Westbrook, like it's the OKC way. Like, I mean, uh, Westbrook, they all, like they all tend to like have great regular season runs and they kind of fizzle out. Harden, I have to give hard credit to Harden. I mean, I, as much as I don't like him, I don't really like his style of play, but the dude is balling right now. I mean, got to give credit where it's due. I mean, five fifty triple du- fifty point triple doubles, like yeah, by e- easily like <laughs> running away with the scoring title. Like he's just like <laughs> he's playing at a like a very high level. Giannis in the East is looking. I, I haven't kept up. As, like uh, surprising, yeah, how much I've <laughs> haven't kept up with East basketball nearly as much. But um, yeah, I've, I've been keeping tabs and I haven't seen how good Philly is and the other teams. But I mean, all I'm just, yeah. What I'm trying to make is like there's a lot of talent in the league right now, and I mean the Lakers' room for error. We we've been talking about this all years. Very very low room for error, very small margin of error, and yeah, there's a lot of good teams out there, and I mean a lot of teams have been trying to come out of the East, trying to kind of get past the Warriors and LeBron in the East. So I think yeah, now, yeah it's, I mean LeBron is starting to slow up a bit. The roster wasn't constructed right, and I mean at some at some point it wasn't going to be Warriors versus LeBron in the finals. I mean it's, at some point it's got to yeah. end right. Yeah, all these teams in the East now, they're all, like, chopping at the bits because LeBron's out. So there's, like, four teams now, like the Raptors, Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, who all think they can get to the finals now. And even LeBron said it. He's like, it's because I'm not there anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. 
Yeah, I think the one. I mean, you mentioned the Warriors, but I think the other thing. I you know, this season was obviously a failure. But if you think about it, till Durant leaves the Warriors, I really don't think like anybody else has a shot, anyways. Um, like even if he made the playoffs as an eight seed, snuck in as an eight seed, we'd have probably lost in four or five to the Warriors, anyways. Um, so I, 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 my thing is, I mean, I'm being being the optimist Lakers fan. My hope is that it's fine that this was a Warrior season, anyways, and. Though hopefully the extra rest does LeBron well, and we have, and then KD will go to the Knicks in the summer, and then <laughs> after that, then it's anyone's league. Um, but I think we can close on this. Uh, I sent, I, I remember, I think I sent you that article like la- like sometime last week. Like Windows wrote it um, about like this this LeBron season. Is it like a blip or is this like the beginning of the end, like sort of decline? Mm-hmm. And um, the athlete that I thought we can compare like LeBron to is um, one of your other favorites, Tom Brady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, where you know throughout maybe like about four or five years ago, I think it was I think it was in 2014. There was that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a Monday night game. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah, I um, definitely remember that. <laughs> Tom Brady on the road, like the Chiefs, like absolutely destroyed the Patriots, and Tom Brady like threw some interceptions, and then the headlines the next day was the dynasty's done, they're finished, and all that. Mm-hmm. And here we are, three Super Bowls later, he's still going strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of wanted your take on this. Like, Do you think this is the start of the decline for LeBron, or is it just like a blip in the radar? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. I think I, I, I've th- thought about it a lot this season, and both the guys, I've like been like lucky to follow and watch them like as a sports fan. I think the main thing that I, I compare between Brady and like uh, LeBron, I think there, yeah, there are a lot of similarities, but there's some very key differences with the two. Um, in regards to Brady, I mean, a simple thing that I mean, he has. I mean, I think both. To answer your question, I think both guys. LeBron is is declining. I mean, there is a I, watching him play. There is a level. He doesn't get up quite as high on things. He doesn't. He isn't quite the specimen that he was before. He, he's still more than serviceable. And like you said, 28, eight and eight. Brady's still like if you compare him to the rest of the QBs in the league, is far above average. But the the bar that these guys set for themselves is so high that they're not at that previous bar. I think their their best days for both of them are behind them. But they're still far far. There's still a lot left in the tank, and there's more than serviceable. But they're not at their peak. So that's my short answer to the question. I think um, in terms of what needs to change to compensate for that is like yeah we can't expect LeBron to like drag drag teams to the finals with him any, every, anymore and he needs more help I think and like the thing with Brady and stuff Brady didn't win Super Bowl MVP this year Julian Edelman did that defense was excellent he always has the greatest coach of all time behind him Bill Belichick to kind of fill in any gaps and if even if Brady isn't having his best game there's a still a great chance the Patriots win the game because of all the other factors there and I think the difference with LeBron that I mean, I, I lament in my career, and when I get into discussions about the goat, and like now it's been coming up more and more often about Kobe. Kobe's kind of Kobe's kind of come in talking a lot more these days. Uh, <laughs> I'm, sure you've, my... you've been, I'm sure you've been loving that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like great. Now he's coming out of the woodwork, and like after the failed season, he's like, yeah. So, but no, no. Basically, um, yeah. I mean, both the guys had Phil Jackson. I mean. Phil Jackson, uh, Michael, and Kobe. I mean, arguably one of the, arguably the greatest or one of the greatest coaches of all time. Brady has uh, Belichick, and both of that, and all of those guys have more rings to show for it, and are kind of like yeah. But all of them have uh, Kobe five, Jordan, and Brady six. It's like um, so. The basic thing is like the decline is beginning, and I mean there needs to be more like yeah. There need, he needs more help. I mean I think he. I don't think. If you just put the roster as constructed right now, I mean, LeBron is not going to win a ring before he finishes with the Lakers. I think there's a lot of changes that need to be made, and I mean, 
Uh, in terms of what he does with his career, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, it, I think he didn't come to the Lakers necessarily to win the championships. He brought one to Cleveland. He's won, he's won three. And he's, always, and he's done it without any Hall of Fame coaches. I don't know if Spolstra will be a Hall of Famer, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. If, like, it's all debatable. Like, in, like, they might sneak into the Hall of Fame, but you can't say what any about of these... Your point? <laughs> Ty Lue. God, don't bring that up. I'm just, like, cringing if he comes to the Lakers. But, but it's just like... Yeah, man, he's not had like a yeah, he's not had any real like 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 coaches that like really up the up the ante for like kind of like making the team significantly better and like like he's never had a coach like that and people argue back and forth on whether he's he doesn't fit into any coaching system and he's like difficult to work with in a coaching system. But no, I think LeBron is very co- like that's another criticism. The dude is saying saying LeBron is not coachable is like kind of it's like that that stuff. Yeah, made me upset. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it's like I think he would work great in a system, and I mean, if you like, um, you need a basically, yeah. I think we need a like Luke Walton. We didn't, I guess, we didn't go into that too much, but briefly to touch on it, like, yeah, some of the lineups, dude. We've talked about it after these games. Atrocious lineup switches by Luke Walton in the fourth quarter. Like some of the lineups he throws out there, I'm like, what are you doing, dude? It's like, <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, guy goes scores twenty in the third quarter is super hot. Pull him out at the beginning of the fourth. <laughs> it's like that's what I'm just like, yeah. So. Basically, he's never had like a once in a generation coach or even like a top five coach in the league, to be to be honest. And I mean, that's the reason LeBron will never have as many rings. And people will go go and look look at the finals record and whether he still has enough in the tank. So he has enough in the tank, but I think he needs to get a lot more help around him. And I mean, that's what pe- people always say. Oh, if LeBron was so great, he would kind of uh, like win it himself. He's just trying to like he's trying to collaborate with other. Um, other like kind of create super teams and stuff, yeah. Because he wasn't the he didn't get the kind of he wasn't as fortunate as Kobe or Jordan to kind of land in a situation like that. And I mean, if LeBron like in Cleveland, it was if Cleveland was a half even somewhat of a semblance of a functional organization. I mean, I think he'd have a lot more rings and he'd have a lot more to show for it. But he took a dysfunctional franchise that probably won't see another championship for a very long time and got them uh, <laughs> to the finals. Like yeah, well, how many times? Five times and like got him a ring. And I mean, I think it's like not all championships are created equal. I mean, and like, and not all. So it's very, very difficult to say. But I do think he's declining. But I think that to answer your question about like his legacy and where where he's at right now, he's past the prime. He's on on a bit on the downhill. But like, I mean, I still think he has a lot left. I think these three years, if you put a good team around him, he comes back healthy th- this summer and like reconstruct the roster. And uh, yeah, I'll take my chances. I'll still take my chances with LeBron. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I was under the same impression. I think just because of one season, you can't just assume a player's on the decline. If if you see it as a trend across next season, then then maybe I think we can have that discussion. Um, just because this is the first big injury of LeBron's career, mm-hmm. and so he also had to deal with that. And we've seen this across athletes in different sports where it looks like they're on the decline, but they they're able to rebound. Like whether it's Brady or like if you take someone some in tennis like Federer. Mm-hmm. Um, people counted them out and then with the today's aid uh, technology and like the sports medicine that's in place like these athletes are able to play for longer um, and we know how much time and money LeBron dedicates to himself mm-hmm. so um, I'm not ready to rule him out yet and I think we, we'll see like at the beginning of next season and hopefully like they get some better teammates around him to maximize his, his the time that he has left still at the top mm-hmm. yeah dude but I yeah, mean, yeah it was Exactly. So we'll see. We'll see what they do in the off season. Maybe we can discuss like yeah, in, the, in the off season, kind of yeah, better roster construction. And I mean, yeah, they kind of yeah. We need to see uh, like the <laughs> lottery um, kind yeah, of. Yeah. No, oh, this is going to be a big uh, yeah. The lottery's coming up. Then 
Yeah. I mean, Luke Walton's probably going to get fired, so hopefully Definitely their next that. hire is like someone off better. Season, and- off season's going to be a lot of fun and speculation. Yeah, we'll. I mean, yeah, it's, I think we can take a, like a much needed rest from like yeah. I think LeBron can take a much needed rest. We can kind of <laughs> sit on it. I, 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 this year, I can like yeah. I mean, I, the, I can kind of relax and watch the playoffs <laughs> very stress free. Like the Warriors, yeah. Warriors, whatever happens, happens with them. I'm like whatever. I don't, I'm like like I said. I mean, I, my my like tune with the Warriors has changed after Durant's there. I mean, I'm not. I, if they win, it's like okay, good for them. But if they don't, like a part of me is also always kind of like I kind of want to see them fail. <laughs> <laughs> to see some new blood, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, but yeah, this playoff. Yeah. I think this playoffs will be a fun. The East is going to be a lot of fun this year. I think the West too. I think the Warriors are not going to have. I think the yeah, they're going to. It's going to be challenging. I think there's going to be some good, really good series. And every year the Warriors, people assume they'll coast into the finals, but there's always they always do face one or two series every year. They're always you know that will be pretty tight and contested. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I'm excited for playoff basketball for sure, and I can kind of watch same, it more of as like an unbiased spectator this year. Um, yeah, same. I'm very excited. After It's been a long regular season, so I'm just excited for playoff basketball. And you get to watch it from my perspective the past couple of years where <laughs> when the Lakers haven't been in it, you just kind of learn to enjoy the games for what they are if you don't have a horse in the race. So uh, exactly. glad you'll be able to experience that now. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, man. All right, man. It was good catching up. Good talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, see ya. See ya.